you know, just from hearing you talk, it sounds like, you know, creating that impact is just, you know, where all the value comes from. Uh, It's twofold. I'm not going to lie. I mean, when I (laughs) saw the sales going up, like you said, that was exciting to me because, you know, money impact, it's all, it all, it all makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So the more, more sales, the more impact, the more reach, the more outcome. It's a beautiful circle. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Uh, guys, I'm so excited today because we have Suzanne with us of Generation Mindful. Um, and the main thing I'm really excited about is, you know, we, we're going to hear bits and pieces of her story, how she has grown her business in the e-commerce world. Uh, but w- what really draws me to her and her brand is is actually the vision. And it is to um, just equip the world to be more emotionally healthy, healthy. <laughs> and uh, she does that through providing educational material to parents and educators and, um, you know, does a lot of work helping people overcome shame, pain and fear. And it's just such a powerful thing. And so I love that you've partnered that yeah. um, with the for profit business model. And it, it's super cool. So uh, thank you so much for joining. I, <laughs> I feel like I could spend a lot of time introducing you and all the things that I really appreciate about you and what you're doing. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. Well, thank you so much. I, it's exciting to be with y'all. And I've read your story and feel like I know you. And uh, that means you're doing a good job with your online personas, right? Because we already know each other. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And, and right back at you. Um, so I guess if it's okay, I, I just have a, a couple questions. And um, I want to launch us by just asking you, and hopefully I didn't give too much of this away, but uh, what needs did you see that caused you to start your business? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. I've been a parent educator and a therapist for 27 years, and I'm a mom of four. And so when you asked me about what need I saw, it was in my teaching and in the classes that I was giving. I was working here locally. My favorite thing was to sit on the floor with a circle of maybe 30 moms and dads and little babies and teach baby massage. And after decades of doing it and feeling quite fulfilled, my favorite thing in the world, in fact, I started feeling frustrated. Like literally I would leave class and I was upset and I was upset because of my reach. I saw miracles happening right there in the room and on the floor. And I knew what connection could do. I knew the transformation and the healing that I was witnessing. I could not go a class without crying. It it was always touching and moving and inspiring me. And I will tell any of your e-commerce experts out there, any of your entrepreneurs, look for the passion, look for the thing that stirs you, because it was undeniable that my intense feeling around what was happening, what I was witnessing. And when you get frustrated, don't think of it as a stop. Typically, that means something great is about to happen. If you can figure it out, why are you frustrated and what are you going to do about it? So, I had this this real huge aha moment in one of my classes where I had kind of been feeling that frustration for a while, but I had a mom raise her hand and say, Suzanne, it was one of my parenting classes. I'm hearing you in my head. And I said, I'm so sorry. And she said, no, it's not a bad thing. And I I said, what's going on? And she said, I was going to lose it on my kid last night. I was going to hit him. I was done. And 
instead I heard, I heard the words connect before you correct. And what I'm getting at here is that was the spark. That's all I needed. I needed to hear her story of how our tools were connecting for her and then her frustration of how do I do it again? How do I teach my husband? And that was really the spark for Generation Mindful. I knew we needed practical play-based tools and toys that worked right out of a box that I didn't have to be on the floor with 30 people in a circle to make it happen. And that's really where it all started. Wow. That's amazing. So, so one thing we talk about a lot is, um, you know, a, a lot of people are intimidated about getting started. And, and for some people, it's hard to find what they're passionate about. Uh, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were kind of working, you know, as a physical therapist initially. And through that, you you started to to see this need. And that's what kind of it was basically a process of taking the, the first right step and then seeing doors open and opportunities arise and, and problems reveal themselves that you had a creative solution to. Is that correct? That is correct. So I think if you're in the service industry, stay with it. It's, it's, it's life-giving. You make such a difference. And then when you're ready, you'll know, and you'll learn so much by being of service that you'll be able to leverage what you've learned to creating a solution that is, it works. And so when I launched my first Kickstarter, it was peacemaker cards which were mantra cards. And that, that came from my experience with that mom who said, connect before I, you correct. That changed my life. Mm. It made me not hit my child. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, that's, you know, that woke me up. And I thought, totally. how do I get that message out to lots of people? And I developed a whole product and really a whole brand mm. right behind it. And that's a point I want to make for your listeners. You might, you might say, how do you do it? Well, you've already got ideas. Just think big, think big, think a step ahead of where you want to go. Think a little bigger. And so for me, the next step would have been make a product, mm-hmm. right? Launch a product on, on a Kickstarter. But I had good people around me that gave me good coaching. And they said, uh-uh, you don't launch, launch a product. You're launching a brand. Mm-hmm. And so I went right into developing Generation Mindful. And I knew in my head, okay, Peacemakers is just step one. And that's sure enough, we've launched a new product every six to 12 months. Mm, that's crazy. I want to real quick, Rob, uh, something that you said earlier really stuck out to me. And that's that, that's when you said you got really frustrated and you were kind of in this space, but you knew something good was coming from that. We have a saying that uh, the dogs of destiny or the dogs of doom bark at the doors of destiny. And mm-hmm. we've kind of trained ourselves uh, to to recognize when when bad things are happening, it's actually this doorway you have to pass through to kind of get into your destiny. Destiny. So now, when like struggles and stuff are happening, we're like almost get excited because we know there's there's breakthrough coming, there's better things coming on the other side of that. So I just want to emphasize that for everyone listening to him. Thank you. That's very mm-hmm. powerful. If anyone out there is a parent, that's basically what we do at Generation Mindful. It's that redirection and that mindset that's so powerful in either running your business or raising your family. Mm-hmm. And if you can look at any challenge and flip it over, I am telling you, you will find an opportunity. And that has to do not only in your business, but in your relationships and specifically with your children. Mm-hmm. Any challenge your scene, flip it over. And I would, I would challenge you right now, guys, both of you to think of a challenge you're facing and flip it over and you'll see it's actually a gift. There's a gift on the other side. Mm, what yeah. is it? 
That's awesome. So I can, <laughs> I have so many questions coming up. So so first of all, I want to ask you, you know, when when you saw these opportunities and you actually started having ideas for for products, um, you said you 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 started to go down that path and then you kind of course corrected and said, no, I'm creating an entire brand. So can you speak a little bit about the brand creation process? Does that did most of your efforts go into, um, you know, the purpose you're trying to achieve with that, the vision for the brand? Or what does that look like as opposed to just developing a product? Great question. So I love TED Talks. I know you, everyone out there <laughs> does. And the, for me, I started getting inspired and looking for good uh, leadership and guidance. And the understanding that I needed to know my why and then my what and my how in that order was number one. So why raising an emotionally healthy world? It was that it was that healing. It was everybody feeling safe, powerful, and connected. It was baby massage on the floor, in the circle, me crying, babies and moms and dads. That was my vibe. And I knew that's how we changed the world. Like, put it in a bottle, get it out there. So that's my, that is it, right? That is my inspiration, raising an emotionally healthy world comes through that connection. So we, I knew my why, but I will tell y'all out there, it was like having a baby, right? Birthing <laughs> that mission. It sounds so easy right now because it's so on the mark for me, but it's just like having a baby. It's a process. It maybe takes nine months, you know, yeah. and, and there is a birth and it's sometimes painful, but afterwards you don't remember any of the pain. It's just great. <laughs> so uh -huh. if you're coming towards your mission, that's kind of what that process is going to feel like. It's going to take a lot of like wax board and brainstorming and writing it down and loving it and waking up the next day and hating it and going, that is so <laughs> stiff. Like that is just not living for me. So that's what that's going to feel like. That's your why. And then your what, right? Um, why I'm sorry, then your how, and then your what. And the funny thing is we, we all start with our what for mm -hmm. some reason, and we, we go backwards and there's, there's nothing sexy about your what, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, cards, posters, you know, classes. Like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. I really want to buy your cards and your posters and your classes, but my why, you know, now that's sexy. And then yeah. my how, yeah. Playfully through connection, practical, easy, fun changes your life. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. Now, what am I talking about? That's your very last thing. Mm -hmm. That's your, yeah. that's your product. So I hope that helps. That was my process. The last thing I will say is invest in yourself. I was doing a Kickstarter. I wanted to do like my little iPhone and really bad sound. And like, you're going to love these, these mantra cards because I love them. Well, guess what? If I'm not investing in me, you're not investing in me. Um. And I invested $5,000 that I was like, what? Right. <laughs> to do a video. And that's put me on the trajectory of being successful because very early on, I stepped out there and I invested in me. And people saw my video who didn't know me and they said, that looks like a great big idea. Mm. And really that catapulted Generation Mindful. That's awesome. And I want to hear about that process through the, you know, launching through Kickstarter and kind of what that process looked like and, and where it led you. Uh, but before we shift gears, there's, there's something I, I just love this narrative 
because it's so different than what a lot of people see because uh, entrepreneurs and specifically in like the digital space and e-commerce, at least what I see is a lot of just like people going out and making it all happen by themselves. And they're not necessarily having to take care of four kids at the same time. They're not necessarily having to maintain close connection with their family. So I just really quick before we want to, before we shift gears, I want to ask you, how did you maintain connection with your family in the middle of launching a business? Thank you for that question. (laughs) I set up everything. And when I saw Peacemakers selling, so I did Shopify I, I did. I, I actually had a warehouse before I shipped my very first product. So when I say think big, I'm telling you, do it right. Don't sit at the kitchen table. I know that's not what everyone tells you. And that's the whole dream is to like work out of your closet and you're <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table, right? Because no, I have four children, a family. That was like the worst idea for me. I did not want to be sitting at the kitchen table. And I made a promise to my family. I will never sit at this kitchen table and send out a package. That's Mm. not going to happen. I am going to grow something, invest in us, make a business. And so from the very start, I had even like a fulfillment center warehouse that I could grow with locally. Um, But you ask about how I did it. I did it with boundaries Mm. and I did it by saying no a heck of a lot. Mm -hmm. You have to say no to say yes. So I can give an example. When I saw this like blip of sales, we made $10,000 in sales in one month. And I was like, this is happening, you know, and we did that three months in a row. And then if you look at my, my um, sales record for the last four years, you'll see this little blip and then you'll see, I pulled it all in Mm. and I pulled it into for sustainability. And so after I had this, wow, it happened three months of 10,000 every month, which you know, we might have a $10,000 day, you know, now, but I was <laughs> like, this is big time. Um, what I did was I put in systems and I, yeah. I, I, I slowed it down and I passed up opportunities that I knew would have been too fast too soon. So, so growing too fast can hurt you mm-hmm. pace yourself. Mm-hmm. If you have family, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're crazy. You'll do anything, anytime, because you're so passionate about what you're doing. So our family keeps us sane and they'll pull for you. They'll crawl in bed and say, mommy, will you make me pancakes? And you're like, really? But I could be putting in a pixel, you know, and <laughs> be like re- re- rebooting this really cool thing I read about last night. But then you're like, why am I doing all this? Yeah. And it was interesting, but living in the little moments was the hashtag I, I launched with. That's so good. And if you want to keep it real, keep your feet grounded as an entrepreneur launch with that hashtag, because every time you type it, you're like, okay, am I living in the little moments mm-hmm. or am I selling my soul? And nobody wants that latter one. So slow it down yeah. and remember what's important. You will have long hours. I had long hours, but as long as I was in my bliss and it was blissful for, for me and I felt like I was still ha- able to have that connection with my family, then it was all systems go. Oh, so cool. Yeah. That's such a good message for this day and age because a lot of it just strive and grind, build your business at any cost. And there's no balance and harmony in that. And that's something Robbie and I have always been super intentional about from the beginning, but it also helped us build, like you said, systems and processes Mm -hmm. to create sustainable long-term growth. You know, that wasn't just short-term money that led to burnout. So Mm -hmm. I love that. It will lead to burnout and divorce. 
and disease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am in the market of teaching emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. mindful, mindful living. And, and that is helpful because it's, it's not a very healthy world we're in when we're launching something or an entrepreneur there is so much fast paced multitasking required of us that it just is and i'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend that that i didn't fall into all of it. it you do you wear so mm-hmm. many hats you're you're really pressed upon when something is new and you want to launch it it's it's just a, it's going to be what i say getting in the trenches it's just going to be a hard time mm-hmm. but that's why we have practices Mm-hmm. And that's generation mindful is to make connection a habit. Yeah. So guess what? Coffee drinking in the morning is a habit for me. And, and I'm going to have my coffee, right? <laughs> so I wanted connection to be like my coffee, to be my habit, mm. to be my Joe in the morning. And so for us busy, busy parents out there, busy entrepreneurs, we need connection to be a habit, make connection a habit. And that's mm-hmm. everything we develop at Generation Mindful is to make connection, so simple, easy, brainless, no time involved, and something that you're just going to do because you like it, that's mm. your coffee. And I think we need more of that in the in the things like parenting, mm-hmm. because it's such a should, it's such a have to, and it's such a, I'm not enough. And mm-hmm. there's so much guilt and shame and, and keeping up with the Joneses in the yeah. parent world. So my whole company was built on flipping that experience, that feeling you feel in your body, that you're not enough and you're never keeping up to flip that on its head and say, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) That is not the goal. The goal is this moment Mm -hmm. and it's knowing I'm enough and it's celebrating that, celebrating that, not, not being perfect, but being present. That's so awesome. You said something about making connection a habit just for my own sake, can you give me some really specific examples of how, how you do that in your day to day with yes. work and growing it a business? It started when I was picking my kids up from school. I noticed that all the other moms I was friends with wanted to talk to me or this was happening. I need to get the money. I need to do this. And I, in my mind, you know, because I've been doing yoga and I have a mindfulness practice thought, here's this moment that I get every day. My kid is coming out of school and they, it was my oldest of four and she had gone to kindergarten. You know, you're like, oh, my baby. <laughs> and you're gone all day, right? They're somewhere else. You don't know what. They come back and I noticed that I felt like I was everywhere but there. And I realized that I needed to make it an intentional commitment that when she comes out of school, I'm going to look her in the eyes mm. and connect, not rocket science. (laughs) Don't even do anything, right? Not even really have to say anything. It's what I'm not doing Mm -hmm. and not saying. And I, I found it was a lifeline for me when I made an intentional commitment of it. I am going to receive you. I'm going to reconnect with you. We're going to hug, kiss, talk, look at each other. And then three minutes later, I'm going to do all the things, you know, and I give the papers and connect with the person and answer that question. And, you know, all the things. So, that was never going to happen in my life or in my day mm-hmm. without a practice, without somebody making that aware for me that I was even had an opportunity to do that. And so Generation Mindful is really everything I needed mm-hmm. as a very scattered, excitable, <laughs> um, passionate, I would say, intuitive person who really works to be grounded in this world, who really works to have her feet on the ground because I love to hang out up here with 
vision and what's possible. I need practice like yoga Mm -hmm. to ground myself. And so the peacemaker cards, you just pick a card every day with your child and you talk about it. So um, mistakes help me learn and grow might be a mantra that you pull. And so you ask like, how do I make connection a, a practice? I make it fun and I make it something that you do every day. And now it it doesn't take you any extra time because you're already making breakfast. Mm -hmm. You're already sitting there, but now you're having meaningful conversation in a predictable way. And that's the other genius of Generation Mindful. We take the science and we make it practical. We bring it to everyday life. So the science of connection, there really is a science around the brain chemistry Mm -hmm. of connection and successful relationship. Um, And none of us have time to read all the things and all the books, but if somebody can make a game (laughs) or a product that makes our parenting more intuitive and easy and um, positive, Mm -hmm. then we can benefit right, right out of the box. So that's, Mm -hmm. that was the inspiration there for making connection a habit. Oh, that's so, so cool. And, And probably so rewarding. I would love to hear, you know, because you, you make these materials, available to other parents, other educators, it'd be cool to hear, you know, maybe some of the feedback you've gotten from the people that have used your stuff and, and how rewarding that is for you. I cry every day also in my inbox now. So instead of being on the floor, I'm in my inbox crying, like, oh, you know, with the feedback I get. But I, I, one of my favorite words, and I hear it a lot, game changer. Mm. And I'm just like, that's, that's it for me. Drop the mic. If I get a game changer from another mom, dad, I'm like, that's, that's it. Like when I got that, I was like, I'm done. Like that was it. (laughs) Game changer. And then I I hear a lot, like it starts working day one. Um, I'm so done with the things that take forever or, you know, that require of me so much. And I, and I feel broken before I get started. I know I'm, I'm not going to do it right. Or, you know, I need something when I'm taking in a new way that's going to work like quickly, mm-hmm. right out of the box. Like I really want to feel like I'm doing something um, and to feel some success that I can celebrate early on. Mm-hmm. I think in the work you do, I mean, there's so many parallels between what we're talking about in parenting and marketing um, you've got to be thinking about the long haul. Mm-hmm. You really do. You've got to think about your systems, but you also need to break things down and celebrate mm-hmm. along the way. And I think that's what Generation Mindful does so well for parents is we we hold your hand, we break it down, we help you see how amazing you are. And then we help you celebrate the, the little shifts you're making so you can build on those and make, make more. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I just love that. And, and, how much more rewarding is, you know, creating an impact like that than, you know, hitting your, for a lot of people, they, they come into it with just revenue goals and they're like, you know, if I could just hit my first ever six figure month or something like that. And yes, that's cool. And it's worth celebrating. It's, it's really awesome. And, and, you know, in some ways that can be a game changer for somebody, but, you know, just from hearing you talk, it sounds like, you know, creating that impact is just, you know, where all the value comes from. Uh, it's twofold. I'm not going to lie. I mean, when I saw the sales going up, like you said, that was exciting to me because, you know, money impact, it's all, it all, it all makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So the more, more sales, the more impact, the more reach, the more outcome, 
I love that. It, it's a beautiful circle. Mm-hmm. So there's no shame in in selling the heck out of something that you you know that you feel passionate about. It may be a widget that doesn't change the world, but what you do, who you are, does change the mm-hmm. world. So yeah. I made Generation Mindful. I used to you know apply for grants or want to go into schools and want to make a difference, want to teach baby massage to every person on the planet that I bumped into. And I realized that I could not, it wasn't sustainable for me to keep applying for grants or teaching for free. And guess what? I am not a service to anybody when I'm burnt out. Mm -hmm, And so by making my business sustainable and with a global reach, we're now in over 200 countries. Wow. Right? I went from on the floor with 30 parents to making this big impact in a big world. And now we give back 5% of our revenues. Mm. So we, you know, I can go into any school now and say, you're amazing. You have a big need. Let's do a program together. Let's Mm. do a partnership. We will sponsor you. We will give you all the things. Let's collect some data together about trauma or um, helping feel children feel safe in the classroom, these sorts of things. So we can use now the funds from the business to make a difference. And I know you, you guys do that too. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in karma. I'm just a hippie really at heart. <laughs> and when you set it up at the front end of your business to not only have an impact and make a difference, but to give back, mm-hmm, you yeah. can only benefit. It's just, it is a circle. It feeds itself. Mm-hmm. So, and I could give you tons of examples about things we've done that I did because I was excited to give back. And then in the end, I'm like, really, I am benefiting Mm -hmm. from this, this way, you're going to put me on the news or you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to click over from that giveaway and then end up buying something. And I'm just blown away at it's through that giving. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So, um, I do want to shift gears a little bit because this is all super inspiring. And and I imagine for people that are, you know, on their e-commerce journey or starting a brand or developing products, they're probably learning from this and they're, they're just getting inspired. I know, I know I am, (laughs) but, um, I, I kind of want to just rewind and step into that process with you of, you know, what did it look like when you launched your Kickstarter campaign? How did you get people to see it? And you know, what, what were you trying to achieve through that and how did that propel you into a launch? Great. Well, I would say I read a lot of books. I read all the blogs about Kickstarters and doing it successfully. Mm -hmm. I think the thing people do wrong is they think that crowdsourcing is something where you put a big idea up on the platform and it magically blows up. Mm -hmm. And that is false. (laughs) Uh, it, It really doing a Kickstarter is an opportunity to leverage the community you already have. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a community, you need to grow one before Mm -hmm. you make a launch. So you need to have a big idea, start, put up a sign up and get a list together. Even if it's 1000 people, Mm -hmm. get a Mm -hmm. list together, people who care about what you care about and let them know when the thing launches that even if they don't buy it, they can tweet it, promote Mm -hmm. it, like it, share it. If you don't have a thousand friends, you're going to be bothering your mom and your sister and your brother, and that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will do a a Kickstarter and they'll fail, but I want you to know that doesn't mean that the idea is bad. Mm -hmm. It means that there wasn't enough support around your idea to to make it launch. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you just need more rocket fuel. So go out and do the things and get ready and support yourself before you, before you do. So I was lucky. I had been a mommy blogger for years. I grew a large audience um, of people who were used to reading things from me about parenting. So I had an audience in that space and I leveraged that audience to get the word out about the mm-hmm. first Kickstarter I also got good coaching to lower my goals. Mm. So if you're doing a Kickstarter, you're only going to get the funding if you reach the goal. That's how I always set mm. it up. Yeah. So make it short, no more than two to two, two to three weeks. Don't belabor it. People mm. want to give you the money and get out. Your biggest <laughs> day is going to be right before it ends. So why wait for a month till they're so tired of hearing about it? <laughs> you know, just yeah. for your first one, make it short, short and sweet. And, Give them great offers that are easy for you to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Do not do t-shirts with, you know, small, medium, large and male or female. No, mm. digital, digital fulfillment is your friend. <laughs> and I could go on, but those are my, my main basic points about a Kickstarter is that you are growing friends. Mm-hmm. I call it a friend raiser. You are growing <laughs> friends and funds. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, you will grow a passionate based community. And from there, do your next one and ask for more. So once you got your Kickstarter up and going and saw some success from that, what did you do from that point to kind of launch then your website, your own brand, and then kind of grow that on, I think, Shopify or whatever platform you're using? Yeah. So when you launch your Kickstarter, I would say to have your website ready and in the wings. And put your brand in your Kickstarter and link link as many times as you can, mm-hmm. uh, because people will endlessly end up on your Kickstarter. My my community still sometimes ends up there if they Google. They might they might land on that, and then they will come over to oh, my website. Yeah. yeah so you, you want to establish your website, get that in there, and establish your social presence. Mm-hmm. Um, get all the things, and mm-hmm. then do your Kickstarter. And then we went into full-on e-commerce mode. I do inbound marketing. That's our approach. So, and we provide content that's valuable for our community and they want to come read it and share it. So that's how we do it. It's called, you know, inbound marketing. Yeah. Sorry. No, no worries. So um, throughout your process of launching and growing the brand, you know, there, there's lots of different ways you can market an e-commerce brand. Uh, what were the most effective ways for you? And, you know, what did that look like? You know, maybe something more organic, like inbound marketing versus, uh, you know, eventually running paid traffic. What what seemed to be the most effective avenue for you at different stages? So I, when I say inbound marketing, I believe that coupling it with social media um, and then ads, boosts, whatnot is the way to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think I've ever provided content and, and not been running ads. Um, Mm. even for my Kickstarter, I was putting an ad on that. So I got the social proof, put an ad on it. And so I was doing ads. I was managing them myself. Mm. And I mean, literally Googling what is a pixel and then, (laughs) and then how do I install it? (laughs) And, and, and really starting, I had no idea about any of it. And I would start with a $10 budget and then I grew that. Um, and then I got to a point where I needed help. To, to scale. Mm-hmm. So I think for anyone out there, start small, 
do it yourself. If you have any inclination towards it at all, Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend that because then you'll know enough to be dangerous to like Mm -hmm. be a good collaborator. And the best thing you can do then is grow to working with a group where they can bring in the knowledge that you need to scale, Mm -hmm. but you know, your, you know, your buyer, you know, your message, you know, your pain point. So I learned a lot um, in early on, And I did it differently than a lot of people. What I did, this is my secret, I did ads that I literally took my best performing posts and I turned them into ads. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think people do that a lot, Mm -hmm. but that's what I did. And because I said, my community loves this. They love this message. They love this content. And there was all this social proof on it. Then I made that the ad. Because that's what convinces another mom or dad is what does this other mom or dad say? So that's kind of how we went about it very early on. Mm, That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's really smart, too, to learn about it yourself and do it yourself from the beginning. So you're not just handing it over to someone hoping they're going to do a good job. You can't hold them accountable and you just, you know, you have no involvement in that process. But if you know enough, like you said, you can be really collaborative with that other agency or freelancer, whoever you're working with to really make it successful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That helped me so much. And and you might work with like one person at first, mm-hmm. some, you know, at first it's you, then it's the one person who does it on the side. That's what we did. And then, you know, you'll start to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Remember we said that, that that's when, you know, there's something good happening, there's some growth mm-hmm. and that's when you're going to start to look for, for more and bigger and that's that's exactly what we did as a brand. And that's what we needed to do to scale. Mm-hmm. So how, how long has the brand been up and running now? Four years. Okay. And so when you're kind of looking at back at the last four years, um, what is one of your biggest challenges that you had and how did you overcome it? Growing beyond myself. Mm. Anybody else? Feel that? Feel me out there? Oh, totally. Everybody's <laughs> laughing with me, right? Yes. It's it's a it's a discipline, it's a practice, it's it's always a struggle because we're born to do, you know, we're mm-hmm. just doers. We're like, I got this, I got this. We're also really resilient, we're creative, we're smart, you know, we're capable. So we kind of have all those traits where we're just like, oh, let me do it. And so very early on, you know, being a mom of four, I was hitting my ends and I knew I needed help all the time, basically Mm -hmm. from the very, very start. I was already trying to replace myself like right, right off. Like, what can I have somebody else do so that I can do this other thing? Mm -hmm. Because there was always so many things waiting in line. And so very early on, I started working on outsourcing and -hmm. giving away things very, very early on. Right. As I told you, Mm -hmm. right from day one. And that's, that's going to continue to be, I I have my first full-time employee, right? Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And I've had a part-time COO for years. Mm -hmm. So that, that taking that plunge, investing in the company, investing in a high level Anheuser-Busch executive, 20 years in the business, ran the St. Louis public schools. She was the COO for St. Louis public schools. She was my advisor and I morning. And I said, I can't go another day without Mary in my life every day. And I had lunch with her and I said, Mary, how's life? Like what's going on? And she was like, well, you know, I'm looking for a new thing. And 
And, and mm-hmm. it was just this magic opening. We, we did that job offer. So uh, if you trust the process, things are going to open up. And, and then I always say, go bigger, mm-hmm. like believe in you go that bigger thing. It's always feeling hard. It's always like one step ahead of where you think you are, but do that thing that makes you uncomfortable and grow and delegate. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Suzanne, it seems like you've always had a super high value for investing in yourself and investing in your business. That's something that's helped Robbie and I out incredibly time and time again. Uh, can you kind of speak to the importance of that and kind of how it's accelerated your path? Because in four years, you've grown a very big, successful e-commerce business. And I think a lot of that could be attributed to investing in it, investing in yourself and getting the right people in there. I think that is true. And I will say three time is a charm. So mm-hmm. my first business, my husband and I have run for 20 years. It's a bricks and mortar health center that is super trade a dollar for an hour, right? Mm-hmm. When I talk about yeah. service, this is how I know, right? Mm-hmm. So totally. we're a physical therapist. If you see a patient, then you make money. And we still have this business. It, it is super passionate, mission driven. But I have watched over 20 years as we've grown as a couple and we've grown our family the, the, the risk of falling down that hole of how is this sustainable? Mm-hmm. So we've always had to really work at that sustainability and grow. And the second business was my mommy manual. And I did it out of sort of a passion project, mommy blogging. Mm-hmm. And I was not monetizing it because I wasn't thinking about it. So I was writing and I will say I grew my community and that was fabulous, mm-hmm. but I got frustrated well, this is not a business. This is just a little passion project and I haven't monetized it, right? Like I love it, but I can't really put time into it because I have all these other things, commitments. And then Generation Mindful. So I learned from my past experiences, what did I learn? Scale, monetize, bigger than yourself. So residual income. And that's why, you know, e-commerce has been great to me. Mm -hmm. I really was clear that I wanted something scalable and digital and that could grow um, way beyond this city, this country, you know, way beyond myself. Mm. That's awesome. So I wanted to share that I found your company when I was on Facebook and a Facebook ad popped up. And you were telling a story, you were telling your story and Alaskan boys and (laughs) why you started your business. And I thought, that's what I do. I tell stories, Mm. stories and emotions sell. Mm. I like these guys (laughs) and I believe them and I'm going to call them. And I did. And I trusted you right off and you were who you said you were. And we moved on quickly from there and we Mm. went into business together and you started helping me scale. And you also had a bigger mission very clear right off when you told your story. It was about your family Mm -hmm. and you cared about your time. And my time is precious. Your time is precious. And I just knew we'd be good partners because you kind of got it right off. You knew, you knew why I wanted to be in business Mm. to make a difference and to have good quality of life. And so this is the first time we've had the chance to talk, but we already kind of know each other. We, mm-hmm. we feel each other because we're authentic. We share ourselves. And, and you guys, that's what sells. 
right? That's what yeah. it's, it's a human connection. Mm-hmm. And if it's authentic, you can feel really good about it because you're just putting yourself out there and you're going to source back to you those people who want to be connected to you. So thank you for sharing your story and shining your light because we inspire other people mm-hmm. when we, we live out loud, when we live our lives um, and we share them. So oh, thank you. That's Thanks so, so cool. much for saying that. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. Thank you. It, it really does mean a lot because for a lot, a long time, we were very self-conscious about that because, you know, having family values and strong boundaries and, you know, even for us, being, being in a small town in Alaska, running a, an e-commerce agency, like if that's kind of against the grain. It's It can be embarrassing compared to what the standard is that, you know, yeah. we see everywhere. So uh, that's really cool to hear that it, it connected with you. So thanks for sharing that. Hey, big time, big time connected. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you, guys. You guys were so amazing for the growth of Generation Mindful. Very pivotal to our growth. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Suzanne. Um, and I want to say to any parents listening to this show, uh, or people working with children, please check out Suzanne's website. We'll obviously share the link and make sure everyone has that and can go check out your products and help their children out, help their parenting style out. I know after talking to you today, I'm going to head there, probably buy some stuff (laughs) because I I could use some of those tips and tricks for sure. But anyways, thank you so much, Suzanne. And it was a good talking to you and yeah, wish you the best. Thank you both.